Hello and welcome to the Daily Homily with Father Kevin Drew. Father Drew is the pastor of St. Anne's Church in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Father Drew's Daily Mass can be heard weekdays at 11 Central on Catholic Radio Network Channel Gabriel 2. And now, here's Father Drew. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but handed him over for us all. How will he not also give us everything else along with him? Who will bring a charge against God's chosen ones? It is God who acquits us. Who will condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died, rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. What will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being slain all the day. We are looked upon as sheep to be slaughtered. Knowing all these things, we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor present things nor future things nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The Word of the Lord. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. When the Lord brought back the captives of Zion, we were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the torrents in the southern desert. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. Although they go forth weeping, carrying the seed to be sown, they shall come back rejoicing, carrying their sheaves. Those who sow in tears shall reap rejoicing. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to all, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. What profit is there for one to gain the whole world, yet lose or forfeit himself? Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. In 1836, the Asian country of Korea received its first Christian Catholic missionaries. They came from Paris. And to their utter amazement, the missionaries found out that the Koreans were already practicing Catholicism there. How could that be? It could be because a young Korean man went to China in 1784 to study Catholicism. He returned to Korea baptized with the Christian named Peter Rhee, and he began converting Koreans to Christ. When a Chinese priest arrived in 1794, he was greeted by 4,000 Catholics. But that priest was slain by the authorities in 1801. So for three decades, there was no missionary activity in Korea. There were no priests 
and there were no sacraments. Yet, the missionaries from France found Catholicism was still being practiced when they arrived in 1836. That is an incredible testament to the faith and perseverance of the Korean faithful. The saint we honor today, Andrew Kim Taegan, is the patron saint of Korea. He was the first Korean-born Catholic priest, baptized at age 15 and later ordained by a French bishop in 1844. Tegan suffered martyrdom two years later at age 25, tortured and beheaded near the city of Seoul. He was one of several thousand Korean Christians who were executed during outbreaks of persecutions in the 1800s. Pope John Paul II canonized Andrew Kim Tegan and 102 of his companions during the Pope's trip to Korea. In 1984, red has been worn quite a bit this past week at Holy Mass. Last week, we celebrated the exaltation of the Holy Cross. Then Cornelius and Cyprian, both killed for refusing to offer sacrifice to pagan gods. Yesterday on the calendar was St. Januarius, another bishop martyred in a persecution engineered by the Roman government. Tomorrow we will wear red again for St. Matthew, the apostle. Isn't it interesting? We honor these people that were brutally executed. On paper, it looks like they lost, but they won. They won a crown of martyrdom. The blood of the holy martyrs was poured out for Christ upon the earth. Therefore, they have gained everlasting rewards poured out on the earth. As our opening prayer, our collect says today, their blood is the most fruitful seed of Christianity. How beautiful. You know what else is interesting? There are no great church monuments or statues or buildings named after the great moderates of history, the people who compromised in order to survive, the people who tried to play both sides, the people who lost their souls in order to gain a piece of this fading away world. No, we, we don't honor those people. Instead, we honor people like our brave, humble Koreans who went to their deaths for refusing to deny Christ. The greatest monument we have is an instrument of torture and execution, a cross. And to the utter amazement of an unbelieving world, the cross gets planted in the ground at Holy Mass. And the blood that flows down upon the earth from it is the most fruitful seed of Christianity. How beautiful indeed. Indeed. 